Oh, talk to me now. Talk to me. Talk to me. We spoke about the origin of marriage and then what else? Huh? The way? The weight of Jacob? Eh? The ways of the God of Jacob. Good. So what did we talk about that? Look at your look at your notebook. No, don't let's talk about marriage now. Let's talk about prayer. Let's talk about the other one. Yes? That is working in victory. Yes? Whatever you do. Oh, Colossians. Yes, 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 yes. 3.23. Yep. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as unto God, not unto man. So in that, I told you the essence of failure. And the essence of failure is anything you do not do with your heart, you can never succeed in it. Are we together? The reason why people forget what they learned is because when they learned it, they didn't learn with their heart, they learned with their mind. Okay? So when you do an examination and you fail it, what does, what does that do to you? It makes you go back to now learn the same thing with your heart. You will never forget it. Isn't it? But if you had, if you had learned it initially with your heart, you will have passed. So is God. Prayer that doesn't come from your heart, not accepted. Jeremiah, what? 29, 12. And then you come and pray to me. Eh? And you will seek me and you find me when you seek me with all. I will be by you. Good. All right. So yesterday I spoke very much about your faith. And I spoke about your prayer, isn't it? Yes? Two days ago. Monday. No, Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. We started from Wednesday. Aha. Uh-huh. Concentrating on your prayer life and your bold life, your faith life, how you can dig out things from God. Yes, it was Wednesday. You know what I want to talk to you now, and then after this, we'll have a little break, and then I'll talk to you about, I'll complete the lecture on marriage. Is this. Haven't we gone on Wednesday through all the promises of God, and how whatever God says is so? Is that correct? And the conditions attached to each promise, believers must fulfill. Alright? And then, pray. And the prayer of faith from the mouth of a man who had fulfilled condition brings manifestation. That's all what we dealt with on Wednesday. Okay? Now today I want to deal with the weapon of Satan, deception. Deception. The weapon of the devil. To begin that, let me say this to you. Human beings, we are spirits. And you cannot see that spirit because it's the one who lives in this body talking to you. We have a soul, which you may synonymously call a mind. And that is where we process our thoughts to instruct our brain on what to do. The brain of a man does not instruct a man. It is the mind of a man that instructs the brain. And then before the brain, instructs the body. 
And then we live in the body. When we give our life to Jesus, it's our spirit that is born again. Our mind remains. And the Bible teaches us that we should renew our mind by the word of God. Alright? A Christian who cannot renew his mind with the word of God, you will be a victim of the flesh. From the evidence of the book of Ephesians chapter 2, we'll look at that in a minute. When you see Christians that are said to be carnal, they act like ungodly people. They are born again, but they are still angry like ungodly. They are still proud like ungodly. They still are rough and, you know, bright and stuff. It's because, though they are born again, but they lack the word of God. The word of God is medicine that transforms the soul of man. Which means, the word of God is the vehicle that draws the soul of man unto God, which changes the way a man reasons, the way a man acts and behaves. But what is the dilemma if a man does not have the word of God in him? It's different from gifts. You can be a prophet and you are not matured at all. All right? You can operate the gift of healing, but you are not mature. You can see vision, but you are not mature because those gifts are grace. Grace is unmerited favor, something that God just gave to you because He wanted to do that for you. So you can have people who are operating gifts, but they are character bankrupt. Character is how we determine maturity in the spiritual. And I will say this to you. The danger of a Christian not equipping himself to mature is that no matter how much God uses you, Satan can flow you anytime. Alright? He can destroy you, he can tempt you, and you will fall into temptation. Even temptations that young Christians can fall into, you fall into it. Because you are still young. So when you see people operating power, don't you think they are mature? That does not mean maturity. Okay, people can operate in the gift of healing, prophecy, vision, and everything. Maturity in believers is determined by mouth. A believer who cannot keep words or secrets is still a baby. That when you tell him something before you know, you tell somebody else, I don't say I said it, don't let it go out, he says somebody else. Those things happen because they are babies. When you see a believer who is um, keeping malice, it's because they are babies. They can be used by God to raise the dead in the crematorium. But they are still babies. Okay? The part of you that functions in gifts is your spirit, man. God put the gift in your spirit. But the part of you that shows maturity is your mind's realm. Romans 8, you can write it now. Give me the scriptures. It tells you that. Alright? The mindset, the, the mind, the carnal mind set his heart upon mind upon the carnal mind set his mind upon the things of the flesh. But the mind of the spirit set his mind upon the spiritual things. And what he's saying by that is that if the, the more you mature, the less your character that is, you know, unattractive will disappear. I would mean now, if you used to be hungry before, when you begin to read the word of God, and you truly read the word of God, you, it's only the word of God that makes you mature. Not prayer. The knowledge of the word is what makes you mature. Not prayer. Prayer 
will work equivocally with your level of maturity. So, in the sense of that, a Christian who is not full of the word, we pray, 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 pray for a long time before things happen. But when you see a Christian who speaks and those things happen, it's because they have matured in their mind realm to the place of authority. It's different from gift I'm talking about now. And when a Christian is matured, you cannot be tossed about by all waves of doctrines. When people come with a wrong doctrine, you tell them straight away, that's a wrong doctrine. You don't need to go check the Bible. You know it because the Bible is in you. Second thing, when the evil day will come against you, temptation, it is your maturity in God that tells the devil that I'm above that. And it comes by the knowledge of the word of God that you have. I we together now. Do you know that everybody dream? Anybody who didn't dream is dead. Who doesn't dream at all? He's just a dead man. He dreams, he didn't remember. That's what really happened to you. But you see, the dreamland, God gives dreams. Satan gives dreams too. And when Satan gives dreams, it looks like God. God gives vision. Satan gives vision too. God gives prophecy. Satan gives prophecy too. Really, the book of Jeremiah 22, I will talk to you much about that this, this month because I promise you I will teach you on prophetic. You remember? Aha. You will discover that Satan uses the lips of prophet that God has raised. A bona fide prophet of God can speak by the Holy Spirit and sometimes can speak by the devil and the thirdly can speak by his own mind. Alright? How you know what he's speaking at a particular time from a prophet is by judging what he says by the written word. And from what I've been telling you, you recognize that if somebody has prophetic gift but he's not matured in the spirit, it's easy for Satan to show him things and the person will say this is God. Because he does not have discernment which comes by the knowledge of the word of God. He cannot check that information when the devil masquerades like angel of light, he will say, oh my Lord, you are very welcome. And he will tell him just like an angel will speak. And he will run with that vision. And we'll see a good number of them in the Bible who misled people and then crash the life of many. That's the reason why as a Christian, you must not just believe every prophecy people say. You must judge their word by the scripture. It doesn't matter what title they bear. Alright? Even if they are prophesied before and it was so. Anything they say, judge it with the scripture for you to accept it. Or else... You may be sincerely and sincerely foolish. And it's not a good thing for that. Now, write this down. I'm sure you are writing some few things down. The only weapon of the devil is deception. If you look at the book of Genesis chapter 3, it will read the scriptures together from verse 1. You know, it says, Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, look at what he says, did God really say? Can you see that suggestion? So somebody who said, did God really say, is trying to cast a doubt to your mind on what is true. Correct? Come on now. Because he knows that you know what God said. 
But he's trying to tell you that that is really not what God said. God must have said something different. Okay? That's the entrance to every deception of the devil. You know, I was, I, I came to recognize something very recently, and I'm going to talk about it more on Sunday, that, you know, the enemy has sent up, sent some fraudulent people to go around schools and through LinkedIn and through all this social media to target the young ones, youths, and suggest to them that they can make some money, big money, and buy big clothes and Rolex and all stuff like that. And unfortunately, some who are Christians, children, are being deceived. And you know what the devil is doing there for? If at your young age, you are a party to fraud, you will be caught and be put in jail. And then your future is destroyed. You know, they used to say, Anadege, my, my tribe I came from, I'm a Yoruba British. Yes, because you have uh, Asian British, you have other British, that must be Yoruba British. I'm a Yoruba British. Hallelujah. They say that um, every day is for the thief, but one day is for the owner. I would, it happened in England before. A boy, two boys were going to steal from a farm. They stole again, they stole again. The old man couldn't stop them. One day the old man got a gun and bulleted them. So that's just what my, my adage say, and it happened in England, so it's correct. Now listen to me, therefore. <laughs> listen to me, therefore. A sinner will not go unpunished. If you who have known the truth allow the devil to deceive you, to steal, to rob, to deceive, Satan will make sure, according to the statute of God, that you are punished, and God will not stop you from, stop you from being punished. But you see, the way the devil does it is that, when he engages you in an attitude that will destroy you, the first day you do it, you, it will make sure that no demon expose you. You will get free. And he will tell you that, me, it's okay. Then the second day you do it, you will get free. He's the one that is stopping those demons from reporting you or setting you up. So he will set you up until there are so much evidence. At the same time, God is speaking to your heart to change, and you will not receive it until a place where you get to reprobate, and you will recognize that mercy of God has been withdrawn. Then that's when He nails you. He is the same one that will arrange the occasion where you'll be caught. He's the same one that will arrange the occasion to make sure that even the judge who will preside over your case will be merciless. All right? So, therefore, Deception of the devil as it was in the beginning, so it is now. He said to the woman, did God really say? Somebody will say to you that you think what you are teaching in church is really true. He's trying to give you a second consideration concerning the truth. You know this. A truth is a truth. And nothing apart from the truth is the truth. So when you know a truth, there is no second consideration the truth. Any other consideration will be falsehood. I was speaking. Am I talking to you? You have negative and positive. You don't have middle. When you go into a switch here, in this anywhere in your house, you press it up, an action happens. Opposite it, you press it down. So if up give you light, it will never give you 
darkness. All right? Unless you change the order. All right? So, when you know the truth, there is nothing again to be compared with the truth. I told you some time ago that very recently, you know, when people come with all manners of ideas, like someone says to me, that, oh, the Bible is not true. The Bible is contradictory. I just walk away from them. Because they are fools who are looking for accomplice. Okay? And I have the truth. I will not sit in the company of fools. Though I have a lot of ways to prove that what they are saying is nonsense. But spending time to try to tell them that what they are saying is wrong, I have become a fool like them. Because they made up their mind to believe what they believed. I would rather spend time with somebody who says that, oh, I read about Joshua when he commanded his son and he stood still. Please, can you explain it to me? With that one, I will speak. But to somebody who says to me that, do you know the Bible is not true? You know the Bible is contradictory? I don't even want to hear what you say because you have said nonsense and there is no sense that can come out of progress, progressive or protracted nonsense. No sense can come out of it. I would gather now. If I, if I met a man and that person is trying to introduce me to sin, I will not give him a second chance of relationship. I will confront him that you are a red sinner. And I'm sorry, I have nothing to do with ungodly men. Shut the door straight away. Anybody you must move with, must be people who will add values to your life and give you constructive things that can take your life from where you are to a higher height. Are we together? If your guide is a blind man, though you have two eyes, you will fall into pits. Are we together? Satan said... Did God really say, you must not eat from any tree? Can you see now? God didn't say that. He said you can eat from all the trees but one. Satan says that, did God really say that you should not eat from any tree? The Bible says anybody who wants to get richer quickly will always fall into problems and troubles. Satan tells you that you can just make millions over the night. Who told you that? A chase after the shadow. There are some Christians who use their money to play um, a pool. Is it? Lottery. I mean, you understand me? The Bible says out of your sweat you eat. If you play lottery, what sweat have you sweated? Satan will make sure that all the money you should use to do good in life, he will take it from you and for a Christian to engage in lottery, you have invited Lucifer devourer into the rest of your finance and God cannot stop him. He will set you up and destroy your finance. Are you with me? People who win lottery, go and look at their lives. Some of them are mad. Some of them, they become so wretched, more wretched than they ever be were before because it's the devil's money. I would together now. Anything contrary to God cannot be of God. Satan is a great deceiver. So therefore, I have 10 more minutes on this one. Let me show you now. Further. In the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 3, it says, But I am afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent, serpent's cunning, your mind may somehow 
be led astray from your sincere and pure what? Devotion. Let's read that scripture together. I want to go. So, that scripture is the New Testament. I gave you the Old Testament that the, the devil came to the woman and said to the woman that did God really say? And the Bible says in the New Testament that just as that serpent went to that woman and deceived the woman, the woman that saw God walk to the, to the garden, the woman who sat with God and, you know, God played with them. It is possible that God ate with them because he did eat with Abraham. The woman that God always come to who held the hands of God? Who spoke directly with God? She knows what God said. It's like people who have come to church like this before, who have seen the power of God, who have had the truth, who have testified and seen testimonies, and then turned away from the church or from God. You know? He's the devil. He's the devil that turns their heart away. To do what? To punish them. That's the only reason. So the Bible says, serpent is cunning. He's a con man. And the target of Satan is your mind. And uh, my, my mind. It says your mind may somehow be what led astray. Listen to me. Don't let the devil lead your mind astray. Hey. Don't let Satan deceive you any longer. I've been talking about direct deception. That is to make you go into sin. What about indirect deception? When the devil engages your hours with waste. If you are studying and you have an exam before you, okay? What are you doing in visiting friends? You explain to me. Uh-uh. The hour you went to visit friends, if you read again what you have read, you will know it better. Excuse me. That is pleasure. Why should I visit friends when I am studying and I have assignment and I have things to read? It's an indirect deception. Oh, a friend said that you haven't visited me all these days. I am studying. My father always said to me that you cannot put two wood in fire at the same time. Uh, two, two iron, two steel, metal. Because, see, when you put steel in the, in, the, in the fire, it's because you want it red hot so that you can bring it out and shape it into a sword. Okay? When you put two steel in the fire and you bring both of them out, by the time you are hitting the first one, the other one has cooled back and you can't easily forge it. Or you will discover that you want to forge this and forge that, both of them will go cool. You will, it will be a waste of time. Are we together now? Time management is one of the greatest assets of man. And time wastefulness is one of the cons of the devil. I must, I must. To please a man, no, I won't please you. When I'm reading, or you want to pray, telephone rang, and you get up, let me go and take the telephone. Who are you praying to? Can you be in an interview 
and your telephone rings in interview. Did you not understand that you are supposed to have switched off your phone or put it in silence when you are talking to God? Don't you understand that it is rude before God? You know, it's indirect deception. When you take any other thing as a priority above God, that is just common. Think about it. Think about it. I remember many years ago when I got a job, you know, I was called for an interview, you know, as a certain other engineer then, here. The company, you know, is in that depth. And um, I think it's Pastor Manuel who was with me when the telephone rang for interview. Okay. At the time telephone rang, it was hour of prayer. And we just started praying. And the telephone rang. His pastor Akin was there too, you know. And he said to me that, oh, they want to call him. I said, leave the phone. Because we are talking to the father. All right? And we finished praying. And at that time, there was no job. And we were praying for a job. And they had said, I've gone there to leave my TV. They said, I will, will phone you. Suddenly we knew that it was the, the company that will employ that is phoning. When we finished praying, our prayer always take about 45 minutes or an hour. When we finished praying, we got up. That was, I think, 12. By 2 or 2.30, the telephone rang again. Then I picked the phone. Then they said to me that we had called you. We wanted you to report at 3. And I said to them that, I will not be able to come at 3. But I will come to you at 4. They said, that's alright. This is it. Who will make them employ me? So now when I'm talking to the God who can make people employ me, and I now ignore him to go for the people, he will make sure he fails me there. You know that job, <laughs> that job turned the 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 mind of everybody upside down. Because that was a job then that gave me such a very fat money <laughs> in 86 80, or something like that. Alright? Or 86 or 87. So, what I'm saying to you is this. There are indirect cons of Satan that he ex- exercises on us that if we are not careful, we'll be victims. Sometimes God will give you an inspiration. Contact this organization. You didn't. Second day, God reminds you again. Oh, yes, I will. You didn't. Two weeks now, you remember. Who was between it? The kind of the devil. And they said to you that we employed somebody last week. We were looking for you. We didn't find you. That's why the Bible says you should make the most of the time. I would together now. But if you look at this in context, it talks about your devotion to God, to Christ. Your habit of prayer, your habit of exercising the word, your habit of working in the faith. That's what the devil is looking at for. 
All right. Can you deal with it? Yes. Because it is our mind. We can deal with it. First Peter 5 8. It says, Be self controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around look like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. So, understand this that devil is after everybody. There is no one here that devil is not after. But how do you deal with him? Self-control. Self-control means your mind. Alert means to watch out. Every situation around you have a mindset to understand it before you get yourself involved. Are we together? Self-control means discipline. If you set out your time to pray, do it. If you set out your time to read the word of God, do it. The time you set to read books, do it. Don't get involved in anything that will not... Don't watch news three times in a day because it's repetition. It's repetition. Okay? If you're not careful, television is the easiest addiction man can have. Very easier than, than smoking. Smoking is hard to begin. Television is pleasurable to begin. And if you're not careful... Some of you get involved with some programs. You love those programs so much to the extent that when that program is on, you, you, you can cancel anything to go and watch the program. And they are not Christian program. They are not educated program. Oh, someone says, I'm learning from it. It's a lie. A person is not born again. What, what lesson does he have to teach you? It's like people who do all these uh, films about marriage. They can't keep home. Somebody who can't keep home is doing film about marriage. What are you going to learn from it? It's just deception of the devil. Man, I remember some time ago, I used to watch war films. One day I sat down and thought in my head that, do you like to kill people? <laughs> because you hear, in those days, they, they call a film Django or Quango or whatever. <laughs> so it is killing, killing, killing. I had to sit down one day and say that, well, you are not a murderer. What is interesting you in somebody? I'm moreover too. I thought to myself that these people they killed yesterday or last week, they came to add another film this week. <laughs> Say, oh boy, they are deceiving you. Even at that time, I didn't have much knowledge of the world. I just told my junior brother-in-law who was my party that we were together. You know, whenever that film is coming and they are singing the song, we leave anything we are doing, we go home and sit down and be watching them and be watching, 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 watching. Then I told him that, do you know that this film is a good time waster? Because sometimes the film is one hour, and sometimes it's two hours. How can a wicked, a wicked man do a film of love and teach you love? It's a tactical way of the devil wasting human life. Be self-control. Control yourself. Don't seek pleasure when you are supposed to work. Walk when you are supposed to walk. A time will come for pleasure. Are we together now? Look at the next verse that it says, Resist him 
standing firm in the faith. You have to resist the devil. Know that everybody is resisting the devil, not only you. Devil is trying to deceive everybody. We say no to him. Then you say no to him. Someone say, I don't have the will. You do have the will. If you have the will to say yes, it's the same will you turn to say no. You don't need any other unction or any other anointing or any other thing to do that. Resist him. Because the battle is in your mind. Second Corinthians 10, 3 to 6. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not carnal, but they are weapons of this. They are not weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish stronghold. And that stronghold, he went to explain it, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself above up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And we will be ready to punish every act of disobedience once our obedience is complete. Did you see that now? Come on now, let's speak. Did you see that? The battle is in your mind. It is in your mind. Yay. We pray for strength. You know, for me, I want to see every one of you succeed. I will do everything in my power to fight against anything that will hinder any of my members. Are you with me? To the place of my life. Alright? I will confront anything that will seek to deceive any of my members or to confront them. But you see, the fact is this. We have to cooperate. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Alright? To obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of ram. God has no pleasure in sacrifice without service from the heart. Stand up on your feet. We are going to pray to God together. That God make, give me a heart of service. Help me to say no to the devil in my inner man. Shall I begin to 